What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode 10 of Dread and Drafts. We hit them double digits. The podcast where we discuss all things fear while we drink and review all things beer. I am John, and with me, as always, are my co-hostesses, with the co-hostesses, Annie. Hello. And Jen. Hi there. Wait. What's that? Ah, it's not a tumor! It's a spoiler alert! Wow, we almost got taken out from that hefty spoiler alert, Paul. I don't know what happened tonight. Something came out of the fog and tried to destroy us. In one moment, it vanished. But if this has been anything but a nightmare, and if we don't wake up to find ourselves in our beds, it could come again. To our listeners, hear my voice. Look out your windows into the darkness. And look out for our review of the fog. So, top of the order as always. What y'all drinking? Well, I'll go ahead and open my beer. I've Hoping got, it. I've got a Columbus Brewing Company Insane Wanderer. Now, um, they put one out fairly re- uh, frequently. Uh, they have Insane Wanderer, uh, you know, one, two, three, I forget how many. I want to say like seven or something of the original. Um, but then they've released a, a second series of hazy versions using, you know, the same variant of hops. So um, the idea behind Insane Wonder is that they're, they're gathering these exotic hops, that they're really, it's a hop forward IPA. And then this new, this new um, series of them is hazy. So it's, you know, hazy. Uh, Hazy. Kind of like uh, fog, I believe, was the idea behind these these beers this evening. So it's true. That and you know the artwork on the can is a kraken destroying a ship. So you know we have a ship in the movie. It's pretty cute. It's kind of cute. Yeah, he, he's adorable. They've had different uh, different hop mm-hmm. monsters in each of them. Like there was one that looked a little bit like a a hippo, and one that looked a little bit like a a weird cat. Um, but yeah, they've been really fun artwork. They've been pretty tasty beers, um, and that's what I'm drinking today. Alrighty, neat. Uh, I am actually finishing up one from. We just ate some food, so I'm finishing up. Are one. you finishing up the one I'm about to start? I am. Yes. Ah, yeah. Popped it. Uh, you can go ahead and tell about it though. Okay. Yeah. I, it is endless haze. So uh, Columbus Brewing, and another hazy India Pale Ale. Um, and I picked it again just because it's. Endless haze, like the endless fog within this movie. Um, it For is, an hour. Well, yeah, but essentially. Yeah. Um, figuratively. Let's just say figurative. Uh, but it's a just very nice, hazy, hazy IPA. Very nice. So. That is foggy. It is foggy. So. And it's. Hmm. Uh, leprosy. <laughs> I am not getting notes of leprosy. Thank You're not drinking this beer. I'm not even smelling I'm ta- it. I'm tasting a leprosy uh, from the uh, endless haze, wow. straight from the boat. Wow. Are, are you not smelling it because you don't have a nose from leprosy? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Still no. <laughs> it wasn't so much that body parts fall off. It's just that, you know, you, you, you go numb either in patches or in your extremities. And so when you injure those extremities they might get gangrenous and fall off at that point, but not because leprosy makes things fall off. You want to hear a joke about leprosy? I don't know. Okay. What did the leper say to the prostitute? I don't know. Keep the tip. Wow. 
Wow. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> I think John just broke his oh, I enjoy <laughs> fucked up jokes, sorry. <clears throat> All right. So question time. Favorite local ghost story, like the story of the the leper colony and the fog. Captain Blake was a ghost story in here. What's your favorite local ghost story, everybody? I'll go. Uh, Neat. I grew up in Monroe, Michigan. So down in Monroe, Michigan, there is a little island in uh, just off the shore of Lake Erie um, called Dog Lady Island. And I heard it in, I want to say, middle school for the first time. There's a lot of versions of it going around, but essentially... A sad old lady and a pack of dogs lives on this island, and uh, if you go there to make out or party or whatever, she may attack you. Um, in some versions, she's missing her tongue. In some versions, um, there's a biker gang involved with her death, and uh, that uh, it's her ghost haunting. But a lot of different versions. It's been going around since, uh, from what I gather, about the 1960s in Monroe. Really interesting local folklore. Um and pretty recently, I just read uh, when I was just refreshing my memory that uh, someone, a Monroe graduate, has made a horror movie. It's called Werewolf Island. It was released to DVD in night. Oh, uh, you know, that's going to be great. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. In uh, 2020. So <clears throat> I may have to go look for that. It's again, it's an interesting story that I remember hearing from a peer in school and just being like, oh, man, we should go there and party and see if she shows up. Um, there was actually a phone number circulated at some point that you could call, probably shouldn't have, uh -huh. but it, you would get the yips and growls of the dog lady on the other end. Now, it may be just either someone who knew what was up or like a radio station and they would prank kids who called yeah, yeah. or whatever, or maybe it was a lady who was like, yeah, whatever, kids. But um, there was a phone number that you could call and, and you'd only hear the yips and growls of the dog lady. Wow. So, hmm. All I can think of right now, though, is the pigeon lady from Home Alone 2. But I'm... she probably just stunk more than anything. Just covered in pigeon shit. Or just, <clears throat> she made the pigeon noise, you know? Mm -hmm. The coos. The, yeah. the cute little coos. But no, the, the name Dog Lady Island, I'm like, ooh, that sounds like a place for me. And Annie. Mm, maybe maybe not, not, though. Maybe not so much. But, but yeah, interesting story. I like that. Mine's not super crazy. Um, mine, I honestly am just kind of an interesting one because it's a place that I go to quite a bit and I actually had went to this place quite a bit before I even knew about the ghost story. Uh, and that is the Agora, which is a music venue, music slash event venue, basically. Um, and it's... Um, basically like an old school like opera concert house um and apparently there is a ghost story associated with it where people see a man in a yellow raincoat so instead of like a white lady or something like that they see a man in a yellow slicker raincoat it's um, probably just georgie from it <laughs> but, get that georgie well they actually they named him they named him john actually so but Oh. oh, I thought you were going to go with Georgie because I said Georgie. Like, no, no. Okay. Um, just saying that he did have a name and it wasn't Georgie, but... Everyone, you always name your ghosts, though. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to go through the desert with the ghost with no name. 
I think it's a horse. It is a horse. <laughs> oh, okay. Just changing the lyrics. Uh, we didn't name our ghost at the last place. Go, fuck that thing. I <laughs> think didn't deserve a name. I think we're shut the fuck up. I'm trying to sleep. That, that's what, that was. That was its name. Is that kind of like how we say no Luna? Like yeah, to the dog. No yeah. To the dog. So her name is no Luna. <laughs> All right, and then mine is uh, another Cleveland one. Uh, they, they consider it uh, one of Cleveland's most haunted places, and some places consider it one of the most haunted houses in the United States, but, I mean, you hear that about every fucking place. If you watch Ghost Adventures, this is the most haunted building in the United States. Bitch, you said that last week. Anyway, so Franklin Castle, though. Um, so, in the long run, it's just a terribly tragic story that lots of ghost stories have, you know, yeah, they're mostly, developed from. Mostly yes. sad. Um, so, built in the 1880s, uh, by a German immigrant by the name of Hans Tiedemann. Anyone who is from Cleveland will know the name Tiedemann. There's a road. Uh, they also call Franklin Castle the Hans Tiedemann house. Most people don't call it that. It's called Franklin Castle. He called it that because it was on Franklin, the street. I'm um, sure my Google calls it T. Edmund Road. Really? Yeah. Maybe, maybe it had a different name back then. Well, but. I think my my GPS is probably wrong. Oh, okay. Mispronouncing it. Yeah, she says Walmart. Yeah, your GPS is dumb. <laughs> um, so then the, the the household just experienced lots of tra- tragedies, lots of deaths. Uh, they lost their child. They lost, uh, then like shortly after their first child died, uh, he lost his mother. And then they lost like three more kids. Mm. And then the wife passed away. And then he remarried, sold the shit, and was out of there. And people are like, oh, foul play, because he remarried. Like, oh, the dude lost his entire fucking family. And it was the 1800s. Like, that was, you know. That's pretty pretty standard <clears throat> operating procedure. Exactly. Uh, but today people, uh, they describe hearing, like, you hear babies crying. Um, they see a woman standing in the window and on, like, the second floor balcony. Sometimes they say that she's in, like, dressed in red and she screams at people and says, go away. I've been to Franklin Castle outside you can't go inside it's privately owned but i've been there. i've never seen this lady so um they say you feel get cold feelings in you know certain rooms but like i said the problem is is unless you're some paranormal investigator preferably on bigger shows they're not letting you in the franklin castle right so there's tons of different stories and myths and about franklin castle and the tiedemann family and like then i, I guess it's true i i haven't fully delved into it but then they say like in the walls they've actually found bones of babies yeah. uh they said that the, the, a doctor ran his practice out of there but i think that's more of an urban story folklore story mm-hmm. as opposed to this is the actual truth so there's tons of stories involving franklin castle so look it up i mean it's like i said it, it is claimed to be cleveland's most haunted building uh so check it out cool. lots of fun and so, yes. So speaking of ghost stories, the fog is a ghost story. It is a ghost story, um, but it's not. Depending on how you see these ghosts, you could say that they're pirates. But it was 1880 when they all passed. Right. So I don't know if they are just portrayed as such for the movie <clears throat> because by 1880s piracy was essentially already done over with plus this was on like the coast of fucking California and I don't I don't think they were meant to be pirates because as you find out more throughout the story of the fog like uh, the 
later on when the father finds the book in the wall. Papa Malone. Papa Malone. You know, he goes a little bit into the story. So it was a group of what would have been settlers. Essentially, essentially yes. So it was a, a group of lepers, a leper colony, if you will. And they wanted to buy, purchase land near to uh, where this settlement already was. Mm-hmm. This, um, it's escaping me, something bay. It starts with an A, I don't remember. Anyway, so it was, it was close enough to the town. Down. I know. I it's one of the things that probably was important, <laughs> but no, they wanted to purchase land, so that's uh, they exchanged uh, gold for some property. But uh, the founding father, or the there was a group of people in this town who didn't want a leper colony that close, and so uh, nefarious deeds were perpetrated. Antonio Bay. By there the way. we go, Antonio. Bay. <clears throat> yeah, uh, six people uh, were in this group, including. Father Monroe of the past. Malone. 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 Yeah, it was yeah. his grandfather. Which also, if you know anything about Catholic priests, he wouldn't have had a, gr- a child nor a grandson because they're no. not allowed to have children. Well, they I mean, were they, they didn't necessarily seem Catholic. Like, yeah, they the didn't church was, was a little bit more, I don't know, secular looking. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so his grandfather and five other, I'm, I'm assuming like higher ranked people in the town, Basically took the gold and went, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll let you. And then they went, yeah, no, fuck you guys. Like, and then they tricked them and they had a campfire built, I think, on a beach during this big fog that had rolled in and they crashed and sank and they all died. Way to go, priest. Nefarious. Nefarious. Oh, that's what priests are known for. <sighs> so, you know, I think this is interesting because. That is the purpose of lighthouses, and that's probably what they were looking for, is a little blinking light out in the, the darkness or the fog. Oh, absolutely. And, and Especially how thick this fog like this fog is. Yeah. Yeah. It's really thick. So I think, you know, that, that has some basis in, in maybe not fact, but certainly in plausibility, that mm. they would have followed the lights of a... If it was the only campfire. light source? Yeah. yeah they, they could have thought, like... I mean, they might not have thought that it was the lighthouse, but they were like, hey, you know, this must mean land. Well, and that's, that's what you look at lighthouses for. You know why there's so many along the rocky east coast. Yes. Uh, it, you, you know, you can plot your course and you know which lighthouse is which by mm-hmm. their painting colors or um, by the, the frequency of the light. Yep. Um, so, you know, coming down from the north and they were trying to navigate around this rocky spit of land and then... Uh, they just broke apart on the rocks instead of finding a safe harbor. So, uh, really, not a good way to go. No, and that would be a. I think drowning would probably want to be drowning and getting burned to death would probably be two of the worst fucking ways to die. Funny you should mention. Oh, okay. Getting burned to death because uh, I watched the 2005 version of this fog as sure. well as the original. Um, and they go a little bit more into detail. They name the six founders, and then you know they they base a little bit more of the storyline off of their progeny in today's world. Okay. But they double down on the nefarious plot, uh, and so in the 2005 version, they have these founders rowing out to the ship, taking the gold right from Blake uh, on the ship uh, with his leper family and friends. And then uh, they burn the ship. 
Oh, shit. Yeah, so, like, they didn't just lure them to break apart on the rocks. They burned the ship and killed everybody on board on purpose, like... It made them, it made them out to be even bigger pieces of shit. Even bigger pieces of crap. So, uh, yeah, I thought that was interesting. And, you know, while I did not love the 2005 version, and I think there's much better acting in the the earlier Mm -hmm. original version, there are things that I liked about it. Like, they flushed out that story a little bit more. That was one of my complaints with the original one is that, you know, they're just like six bodies, what any six bodies will do. Anybody will do. Right. And, and in, um, in the newer version, they're like targeting people, and I kind of like that. A As bit in more. the ancestor. Yes. Okay. So, uh, but in this one, I mean, they didn't tell. Like, obviously, the three fishermen were the first to go. Yeah. But they like they never told that if they were any relation to the original six, mm-hmm. and then those three die, and then at one point, you know, the shit fucking like scrapes into the fucking floor. Three like. The guy they found on the boat, one yeah. of the fishermen, yeah. who takes like the scalpel when he's in the morgue, and yeah. he like dives at Jamie Lee Curtis, and he just carves three into the floor. Three I, down. I believe his name was Dick. <laughs> and if I'm not mistaken, that was actually Frank Castle, the actor that played him. Really? Yeah, I believe so. It, it might have been because he was the young. I think that was the youngest one. It was the youngest. And one. that was and uh, that was I believe that was Frank Castle because Frank Castle's in it, and um, Frank Castle was also Michael Myers in. Two years earlier in John Carpenter's Halloween, because this was John yep. Carpenter's The Fog. I well, mean, John Carpenter loves people he's worked with. Doesn't he? <laughs> Very much. John so. Carpenter, a Deborah Hill movie. Oh, and a Tommy Lee Wallace. Okay, Jamie Lee Curtis is in here. Like, and the, the other girl, Nancy Loomis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one who played um, the babysitter Annie. 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 Yep. Mm-hmm. It's like, damn, dude. Like. Oh, yeah, John, there's more John people in the Carpenter himself was in the very beginning of it too. So yeah. Bennett. Mm-hmm. Um It's like, can I get paid? Well, and then even Tom Adkins was in Halloween three. Oh, okay. He again is another favorite of um Carpenter. And, mm-hmm. But you know so, what? Yeah. That's not even new to, to today's world either. No, it's yeah. not. Like Plus, I mean, it was it was after the success of Halloween. Oh sure. And it's you know, he. I think he was trying to slay or slay away from the slashers. Stay away from the slashers. Slay away. <laughs> Back off, slashers! I'll slay you. Stay away. Um, no, stay away from the slashers. And he went with his own ghost story then a little bit. Uh, still kind of slasher esque. It, it was. It had a slasher esque part too, especially the three guys in the beginning. They mm-hmm. they definitely got slashered up. Yeah. But I think you know he wanted to make just a. A ghost story. And he started it off like that, too. Yeah. An old fisherman yeah. telling a ghost story to a bunch of little kids. And I was like, okay, dude, I fucking dig this. Like, yeah. I hadn't seen this movie for so long. And I was like, it's a good way to start a ghost story. <laughs> like, way to old go, fisherman on a beach. And he's like, get closer to the fire. I'll tell you one more story. Five so five more minutes. Yes. And I'm, and then, you know, five minutes till midnight. It's the hundred. Be, and then at midnight, it will be the hundredth anniversary of the founding of the coastal town. Which and is also the founded on lies and murder and bullshit. <laughs> um, did you notice the ghost story on the beach? The guy is telling the story, and like, there's one jump cut where you're like, you're you're kind of zooming into the fire, and then suddenly it's his face, and I was yes. like, oh my god. That's how the, that's how old fishermen tell ghost stories. Oh, okay. right. Yeah, <laughs> it's a it's a slow build up, and then you're they're right up in your face, like. 
And nowhere else in the movie did that. No. I noticed no. it, but it I was, was like, just dang. There. It was just there. <laughs> they probably realized that, like, the camera they were recording him on, they are like, this is about to run out of fucking film. We got to hurry this along. And like, <laughs> <laughs> And the guy was probably sitting there going, fuck, you're really close with you're that so camera right now. my face. This is really making me so uncomfortable. So he tells the kids the story of the whole thing. And then you then you had the part where you're talking about uh, John Carpenter was like cleaning the church and was kind of there closing it down for the night. Even though who, who the fuck is still there at midnight? And the priest is there fucking just swilling down hooch in the back. Just a drunk father. Yeah, that's what they do. <laughs> <laughs> and then he finds his grandfather's diary in the wall. Well, this is when all the stuff started happening, and this is what that midnight hit. Well, yeah, so. You know, car alarms start going off. Uh, electronic stuff starts going wrong. Glass starts breaking everywhere. The window's the broken. Town. Hitchhiker Jamie Lee Curtis, the truck she got into. And then shortly after, other things broke with Jamie Lee Curtis and that man. Her hymen? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I don't, don't I doubt at this point, no. no. If she, because she, then, you know, she had said she'd already been hitchhiking, like, what, 11 or 13 other times. She was lucky number 13. <clears throat> That's what it was. Yes, thank you. And so I'm like, man... He really is probably lucky number 13. Like, she's probably a hitchhiking whore. Well, I don't know if she seemed nice and she seemed to cling on to him a little bit. So I don't, I, don't, I wouldn't necessarily give her the attributes of a loose woman. I, would I will. Say. Okay. I will. <laughs> well, I mean, Tom Adkins normally plays that whore type character too, man whore type character too. I I read some review of him as an actor in general, and he's just so handsome, and he lights Ew. up the screen. And I was like, I mean, standards were different. Well, they also say that he looks better with a mustache, and then he shaved it for this movie. I mean, that may be true. Maybe I, I, I never thought he was beauty standards. I I don't even know what else he was in. Like I don't other than Halloween three. Yeah, but other than that, like, because he was, like, the main dude in, mm-hmm. in Halloween 3, so. He was in a, a bad cop movie. That that tracks. Yeah. Uh, Aren't most cop movies not that well, great? Well, I, I think he was supposed to, like, a bad cop. Like, oh, like, he was bad cop. He was bad And was cop. missing good cop. Yeah. There was no good cop, there bad was cop. No good there cop. was bad cop and worse cop. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't really look that far into it because I wasn't that interested, but. Uh, Except the worst cop was a Gestapo agent. That's the problem. Oh boy! They threw it back. That's what they. They it was like an old, old German man. So bad cop was like, "What's your name?" And then the the, the person they were interrogating told him the name. And the Gestapo agent ran up and punched him in the face and went, "You lie!" Lies. <laughs> None of this is based on an actual movie that we know of. This is all just shit coming from John's brain, by the way. Could be a good movie. <laughs> I mean, that's a he... game. That's a game you could play that uh, we played as kids. Gestapo. That's not a game that I played as a kid. Yeah, you, you'd sit someone in do a you, dark room with just a lamp right in their face. Do you punch them in the face? Slap them. Okay. You give them some dignity. You uh, slap them. Slap them. Yeah. You go, what's your name? And they tell you, and you slap, and you go, you lie! <laughs> and you keep doing it until they just break down, and then you're like, next. Was this you? Was this you, the breakdown? No. The kid, the kid getting slapped was no. not you? No, I had the blonde hair and blue eyes as a kid. Oh, okay. I mean, that tracks. I mean, you look at Flynn and... Yeah. Flynn is a mini-me of him. Like, looks and all. Yeah, my, my, my hair and my eyes just changed over the years. The I'm, darkness crept in. 
<laughs> That's true. <laughs> it was in the very follicles of I, it, it was probably when I started playing the Gestapo game that the darkness crept in. Oh, like, I never played the game. It was it, it was from like an old uh, short story that I read, and it was like this. It was just this little kid telling these games, and then it was also like, how do you make a match burn twice? You light it, you blow it out, and then you burn somebody with that match. Oh, geez. Yeah, it, it was a short story book about some like bully kid. I can't remember what it was, but it, what it was called. But it was pretty good. Damn. So I had opened a lot of browser windows about this movie, so I'm just checking something in here. Okay. Um, but I also noticed that I had opened several browser windows about cheese. Uh, unrelated, but I was excited about cheese I mean, in the middle of researching this movie. Well, yeah, pirates and cheese. I mean, not yeah. pirates, but uh, settlers and cheese. They, they cheese, go hand they in hand. Hand in hand, folks. The Elizabeth Dane Swiss cheese, right? Because the pirates, they put holes in people just like their cheese. That's how you get Swiss cheese. Yeah, yeah, they, they have like, they, yeah cutlasses. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> That's why they're never the exact same size. Okay. Because you're just it, they just they they roll the cheese out into sheets, and then they just have people come up with like rapiers and cutlasses, just different types just of swords, and, nice, and, and they, they just they just stab it in random spots, and that's how that is how you make Swiss cheese. Is it is it called stabbing day, and everyone in the cheese factory has to like stand in a row? And like... Every every day is stabbing day except for Sunday. Okay. And that's the day that it's rolly day, and that's when they press out the okay. cheese. Okay. That, that all... that's a cheese fact. Look it up. A cheese fact. Yeah. That's. Uh... I got nothing. Right I mean, now. you could you could <laughs> believe what they want you to believe about how the holes are made in Swiss cheese, but. Uh, I think James Canning was Dick's back, Dick's Baxter, the one who. Uh... Dick Baxter. Dick Baxter. Not Dick's. Not Dick's. Not Dick's. Just one Dick. Just. Just the one. Just the one. Just the one. That's enough. <laughs> I do love the effect that they did for the fog, though. Like, you you could tell it was like a, a fucking like a smoke machine and something like a fog machine. But I like the the glow in it, like the light they had to make it look supernatural. The flashing, and, yeah, it's so. <laughs> look at that fog. That fog is very spooky. I think someone just has their high beams on. But I do. But I do enjoy their blinker is on in the fog. <laughs> right. All right. What son of a bitch in 1980 had halogen lights? Turn them off. I can't see. <laughs> that was legit. What I was thinking was halogen lights. No, it, it was done so well. That, I mean, it was spooky ass fog. Like you just see the like he's like, look out over sea. There's a fog. There's no fog out there. There's no fog. There's fog out there. No there. <laughs> that dude cracked me up, and then he died. Well, he was um, the dad in Halloween, too, so another repeat mm. character from Halloween, too. John Carpenter loves his repeats. Lived just as long. Actually, he didn't No, he didn't die, die in Halloween. Well, I'm sure he did eventually. Probably. But. They all died. If you, if you were from Haddonfield, eventually you'd die. And not just from old age or something. So the Lighthouse Radio Station. I loved it. I'd love to have my own little radio show. Stevie Wayne. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second movie, it was Selma Blair. Oh, okay. Mm, okay. Um, and I, I really enjoyed both. What I didn't like about uh, what is Adrienne Barbeau's uh, portrayal of her is when you know she's watching, she's watching the fog roll yeah, 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 in, yeah. and she's like giving a play-by-play, but she sees it come to her house and she's screaming at her kid, mm-hmm. but she doesn't leave. And she doesn't know if they're at this point. She doesn't know that there's terrible, terrible shit in no, the fog. No, she she's. It's like, a hunch. It's a hunch. She doesn't feel great about it, but she's like screaming, "Get out of there! Run, yeah. run, run!" 
but she doesn't get out of the lighthouse. And at one other point, she's like, I can't leave. Like, like she's it's like, like, I'm sorry. I hope you understand. I can't leave. Because she felt a duty to let to the save people. the rest of the town yeah. instead of her own kid. I'm sorry, but fuck the rest of the town. I'm saving my kid. And that's that's one aspect of the 2005 version that I really mm. liked is because Selma Blair GTFO'd that lighthouse well, and went kid. to get her kid. Like, uh, and that made me feel like, yeah, that's what a mom would do. There's no way a mom's gonna be like. The needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. And yeah, just like, listen, this, this is this is a curse of the town, not a curse on me and my kid. We just right. moved here from the big city. Like, fuck this place. What'd she say, Chicago? Mm-hmm. That she can't had come from? Yeah, in the original one, she's from Chicago. She's uh, widowed. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, No, I'm sorry, but I'd be like, nope, fuck this place too. Yeah, like, ugh. I would literally got to the house, grab my kid, knock Nanny the fuck down, and ran out. I'd have left it's, her ass it's too. It's cool, Nanny was already gone, so... And I wonder, like, was there a scene cut that she realized the fog was more sinister than just being a creepy fog? There must have been. Like, I... And they just didn't include it. And I think with this, there were some edits done, like, post... I think they gored it up a little bit. Like, the one um, leper that you see attacking her on the roof of the lighthouse... Suddenly is green with maggots, and nowhere else do you get that close. To that one was of them. the that was the whole point, though. They only wanted it to be seen once, that you can kind of tell that they're rotting, leprosy, uh, as opposed as opposed to the rest of it. They were almost kept in like silhouette, yeah, and like all their you can see ragged clothes at times, yeah. and then at the very end you had Captain Blake's eyes glow red, which I loved that so much because I was like, "Ooh, he's an evil motherfucker, isn't he?" Like, Ew. yeah, that was fun. <clears throat> Um, I didn't even take it so much as leprosy as much as that they'd been rotting at the bottom. Of the but there wouldn't be maggots, though. Valid. I don't think there'd be maggots. And there'd be no flies underwater, so there'd yeah. be no maggots. I don't think there would be maggots if you were leprous, either. I mean, unless you let it go real no, far. Rotten. It, no, if you get gangrene, a lot of times you get maggots in your wounds. Yum. We see it in the hospital all the time. I mean, I it's wouldn't mind. It's pretty disgusting. They have uh, medical maggots, too. Yeah, uh, they use it a lot for burn victims because they eat the dead tissue. And they massage with their wriggling. <laughs> they put them in the wound and they stitch it closed. Yeah. No, but well, we get a ton of diabetics that come in that they can't feel their feet. They have this huge freaking gaping hole or wound on their legs, their feet. They don't know it's down there. They can't look down there see to it, see it. And yeah. they have maggots in their wound. So At least the maggots are getting it clean. And yeah. that's the thing. It's like, yeah, they're eating the dead tissue, but it just indicates that it's pretty darn infected. And <laughs> it's indicating that you literally have dead tissue open to the elements right now. Like, well, like the medical ones, they have to get out of They yeah. put them in, and then they take them out. I'd be worried about the maggots burrowing into the rest of you. No, they only eat the dead no, tissue. No, they only eat the dead tissue. You hope. No, it's true. Good. <laughs> that's, that's just gross. This is why John's not. I asked. Field. I had a wound uh, on my side uh, after a surgery, and I said, "Can I have maggots?" And they said, "No, I had a wound back instead." Did you really ask for that? I absolutely did. How oh. fascinated with that? You like? Would it tickle? Would you feel it? Oh, I'd be so disgusted. <laughs> like, oh, the just the thought of maggots grosses me out. Like. If you've ever had them in your trash can or something like they that stink. before, it's no, disgusting. No, they think your trash smells. The maggots. But just the idea of them and looking at them, they just make me immediately want to gag. Wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. Yeah, they're gross. 
I don't no. mind. Hannah, our dog, our fat butt dog. Yeah, that's that cute. One. That's cute. Wiggle, 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 wiggle. However, you maggots know. Things that wiggle and don't have legs, not so cute. Okay. Just like snakes. Mm-mm. Gross. Kill them all. Oh, they're adorable. Nope. Oh. Nope. No. Little snake. Nope. Little shit. <laughs> There's not a lot of wildlife in this uh, this movie. No dogs. No, really. no, no. It's it, it's no. That's why you the hear, town. <clears throat> you hear a dog barking, and you hear a story about Janet Lee's dog that he was up barking at the ocean. Oh yeah, you don't actually see that. Dog, yeah, you though. never actually see the dog, but you hear the story that you know her husband went missing and the dog was up barking and she was annoyed by it and then she was real sad because she's like I just want my husband to come home. She wasn't so sad that she didn't go ahead with the founding father's memorial service yeah. though she's like I must go on <laughs> the show must go on like ma'am no one cares that much about Antonio Bay. No. Well apparently these people do just like the lady in the, the lighthouse the, the DJ <clears throat> and just like I don't know this was she like the mayor or whatever the fuck she was. It's something along. It was something. Some politician so, butthole. Yeah. The, apparently, think, they care more about the town itself than their own fucking family. I think the guy was the mayor, and then she was kind of like the city planner or something like okay. that or something. Regardless, though, shit. It didn't. It didn't make sense. It didn't. She should have been one of the ones to die. Well, she had this nice memorial service. Uh, she. <laughs> Uh, her character doesn't survive the situation in the 2005 version, if that makes you feel better. So in the 2005 version, yeah. do they do only six die, though, still? Uh, I don't think they limit it to six, but they do go after the Founding Fathers' progeny. Okay. Which I, I feel is a little bit more Excuse fitting me. than just randos. Like, six is fine. Check off the number. <laughs> Granny, you're coming with me. Um, she actually gets pulled through a window. Uh, I think the father gets stabbed with glass. I don't know. Neat. Various ways. Not just cutlasses. Not just cutlasses. No, no. Or oh, and, and 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 well, and then well, you think one of them had a fish, like a big like meat hook to hang fish on, and then a couple had like sides. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why you'd have sides because you're not harvesting fucking wheat in the middle of the water. Mm -hmm. Th that wouldn't be something you'd have. I don't care if it's fucking 1880 or not. You wouldn't be having that on your boat. Well, the curved blade might have been for, like, severing ropes on a ship. Maybe. That they got stuck, you know? Maybe. They had, but they had, like, axes for that. I mean, I don't know. I've never really. It's, they usually had axes. I, I, I can't. I mean, I'm sure it's a, it's, it had been a thing. But, I mean, they weren't like they were poor sailors. They talked about how rich the guy was. Yeah, that the guy they were was able to make rich. a fucking crucifix of, of pure gold. Yeah. And how easy did that priest just lift, the old priest just lift that thing right out the wall? He made it look like he it was kind It would have been way heavier if that thing was oh, yeah. pure gold. He struggled with it on the way out, and then when the ghosts are coming at him, he's like holding it out with two arms he's like, like some CrossFit guy. <laughs> uh, the muscles, and they start shaking when the, when Blake touches it. And I was like, oh, he's going to fucking explode. And then it's like, oh, here you go. And then the ghosts are like, deuces, and the fog rolls away, and he's like, should have taken me. And then he hit the, the Blake at the end, just slashing down at him. I'm like, get his ass! That that was a good ending. Fuck so. that priest. Well, so him in particular. He, he didn't do only, anything wrong. No, and he was remorseful for what he felt horrible for what his his family had done and what the 
the town had done, he was like, this is awful. Like, we should not be celebrating. He was the only one that was kind of like, well, no, we should be. he said that, but he didn't, he didn't take, go to lengths to put a he stop didn't, to He didn't go to, like, or... the, 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 the rally and say, yeah, you know, we shouldn't do it. Instead, he sat in his room and he drank. Yeah. So, he, like. Eh. So, yeah, fuck him. He died. He was the sixth one. Your ancestor did it. You, you're, you, then he had to die too. And he was—I mean—and he wanted to go. It, well, yeah, he felt it was penance. I think. Well, I think for he was his ancestor. He was standing around saying, "Why didn't you take me?" And then they did. He, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ah, I was number six. You son of a bitch. And then Blake comes back really quickly with his crew. He's like, "All right." Uh, if you, <laughs> I was gonna just take the gold. He's like, "R.I.P. Uh, bitch," and just cut him down. And I love that he, part so much. Like yeah. that was. That like, that should have been like just slice and in mid slice, just freeze frame, eighties freeze frame, and then credits roll and just you watch that the whole time, just that picture, that'd been great. Mm, I kind of like the blackout because then it leaves it more into interpretation. It's no, that's not interpretation. I mean, it's not interpretation. He did. <laughs> he did. Yeah, for sure. But tis but you a didn't flesh see. wound. <laughs> Your arms off. <laughs> but you didn't see the full. Through and through. The thing with the, uh, the I, I think out of this whole movie that I hated the most was when she brings the piece of the Elizabeth Dane, like the the ship name, and just a Dane that her son found, yeah. and she brings it to the the lighthouse with her, and it just starts dripping water, like just from out of out of the wood, it just starts dripping water everywhere, and then it's fucking on fire. And it's six must die. It's a Dane. And six must die. And then she sprays it. And then it says Dane again. I'm like, that was dumb. I didn't, I like, really? It didn't make a lot of sense. And even the way the kid found it. So he's running at this pile of rocks, right? And there was a piece of gold. And there was a piece of gold that was winking. But then when he gets up to it's it. It's on the other side. It's on the other side. Yeah, it's so on how the, the wrong f- side. How the fuck is it? Yeah, this gold is, the, the it's, a, it's a couple blinks yeah. in the sunlight. And he's he's hauling ass like ooh shiny, and he's gone. And then he gets there, and this thing is on the other side, on the tucked inside, in the rocks. Yeah. And then he's just staring at it. I'm sitting there, and I'm literally like, "You gonna fucking grab it, dude?" No. And the, and then the, the, the water kept coming. I'm like, "You're gonna lose it." And then water comes in again, well, bam, it's wood. and then boom, Dane. This my gold coin turned into a piece of wood. Oh, dude, like no, worst leprechaun no ever. Kid. I, and like he picks it up, and it's not even wet. At all. No, no drips, no nothing. He's like, oh, It's the driest of dry. All right, here I go with my piece of wood. 80s movies, uh, non-continuity type thing. And that still happens nowadays, too. Oh, it does. It was. I feel like it was more often then because of editing and cuts and things like that. But Well, it still didn't make any more sense in the 2005 version. He found a hairbrush that was kind of encrusted in barnacles. Uh, and so it, it gets to the, the lighthouse and... Um, the character is like looking at it, starts glowing red, and then it starts a fire. And you're like, I don't, this makes no sense. But everyone gets to my house, go save my son. And it's like, no one knows where you fucking live, dummy. Well, I mean, no, she said the address. Yeah. Did she? She yeah, said she the address. Once. And then she just no, kept screaming into she, it. No, a couple times. She couple. kept repeating it. Oh, apparently, I just zoned out at that point because that part I was like, like go off your ass. <laughs> She came this close to going. She got to the door and went, I can't leave. I didn't understand that. Like, what? Or maybe she was fearing that she wouldn't get there in time, so, like. Chance it. And then we watched 
a bit of a montage, right? Like when she's driving into uh, the station. Yes. And it looked like it was a pretty significant drive, so maybe she thought that she wouldn't make it, but she's the closest one to her house that she can see mm-hmm. from the lighthouse. You're fucking close enough that you, I mean, it was like. If you can see it. Yeah, if you had a good arm. It is a, as they say, stone's throw away. Yeah. It, it, from where you were. But yeah, it looked like, unless she had other stops along the way. Who knows? But right. yeah, it was it was decently, it looked pretty close to me. It was weird. It was weird. It was 1980. They were trying to do their best. And they did, though. It was enjoyable. Yeah, overall. Still a great movie, for sure. Still a fun movie, I think. I was more scared for her when she was on top of the lighthouse roof and wearing silly shoes. I was like, I was like, you're not gonna have a chance to get stabbed. You're gonna fucking fall. But then they wouldn't have counted that as a sixth, as one of the sixth. No. Had she fallen and they didn't even touch her? No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he would have been like, one me. Don't. I uh, can't fucking blame me. I did. I didn't touch her. Doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> now had he pushed her, maybe, but she would have done that on her own. Well, there were two of them up there. There were two. The other one, I mean, just, he was already, like, he was just, boom, there he is. Like, yeah. fuck, you didn't even, where'd you get up from? The other what? guy, like, walked around and was, like, Well, the one guy had the, the ladder. Yeah. And where'd the, the, where'd the fucking other guy get up there? Like, how'd he get up there? There might have been a ladder on the other side, but it was just a surprise. He's there. <laughs> like. Yeah. Um, what did you think of uh, the tape recorder's voice when it kind of glitched out? Um, it said... It's something that one lives with, like an albatross around the neck. No, more like a millstone, a plumbing stone. Damn them all. I was like, that doesn't make a lot of sense. No. I didn't often wear birds around your neck, sir. I wish. It's got to be a quote from something. Or I think it was supposed to be from the the diary. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the the uh, the priest's grandpa. Well, I couldn't... Grandpa Malone. While I was watching it, and obviously I did not go into depth and look it up, but while I was watching it, I was trying to figure out what it was saying, but the only thing I could pick up was the damn them all at the end. Uh, they mentioned an albatross around the neck. Okay, then. Uh, in the 2005 version, they get a little more biblical, so instead of having, like, the tape recorder, you know, blah, blah, blah at you... Um, the priest actually finds graffiti in blood or red paint, perhaps, across the, the uh, like a monument in the cemetery of his church. Uh, and it's, um, what is it? It's essentially the same quote from uh, A Knight's Tale. Like, uh, you have been weighed, you have been found wanting. Mm-hmm. And uh, Better than A Knight's Tale. What? It's better in A Knight's Tale. Yes. Agreed. Uh, yeah, I think the the Hebrew on it is many, many tekel of farsen. Okay. Um, it's from Daniel, and essentially, you know, uh, you've you've sowed what you've sowed, and now you'll reap the consequences, essentially. So. In fancy words. In fancy words. Reap what you sow in the long run. Yeah, essentially. And, like... <clears throat> That, I think, makes more sense than this weird reference to a, an albatross. Yeah, it must be an old fisherman saying, maybe. Maybe. And that's what I was thinking. was like, okay, maybe they took it from something along that line. Like, I could see that. Yeah, like, because that's, that, that's, like, the biggest seabird is an albatross. Mm-hmm. That's a big seagull. 
That's a big seagull. Well, and I, and I think you're, you know, they're they're a good omen if they're following your ship, and they're a bad one if you kill them. Or if you, yeah, if you kill them, or if you like something else, if you like find it dead, or even I can't remember exactly what it is. Wasn't it from like Moby Dick or something. I'm not sure, but it was also wasn't that also in the lighthouse? But it was a, that movie, the lighthouse. But it yeah, was it also was. a seagull, it not seagulls. an albatross. It was oh, I didn't, not... I didn't watch that one yet. I that, wanted to, but that one's amazing. It's a really good movie. We'll have to, we'll have to review that one for sure. Willem um, Dafoe. Anything he's in, I and will watch and love. Robert Pattinson. Pattinson, yeah. yeah. Which did an awesome job in that movie. Listen, he. Is... <laughs> For as much as I will shit all over the Twilight series, well, yeah. he's probably one of the best things that was in the Twilight series of the kids. Because, like, Kristen Stewart, no, absolutely not. I will I will never watch anything she's... Everything she's in, it's the same stupid fucking face. Resting bitch face. No personality. There's nothing. nothing. It's blank. But Robert Pattinson is an amazing actor. He has really proven himself since... Those movies. Now, granted, I really, I think I watched the first one, but I really didn't watch those movies because I was like, ew. Uh, but but he was Cedric Diggory. That's true. Yes, he didn't really play much. In no, he was only in like the Goblet couple, of Fire. A couple scenes in that movie. Yeah. Anna Kendrick's in Twilight. She is. She's adorable. She, Shit. She's always adorable. Well, yeah, she is always adorable. Spoiler alert, Paul. That that's his girl. Mm-hmm. It really is. He loves Anna Kendrick. But anyways, yes, so since then, I, I feel like Robert has done some really amazing things. He's a great method actor, too, so, like, he really puts himself into his roles. And um, Sometimes that's not a good thing, though. I, sometimes it's not. Sometimes it can create amazing sure. things. Sure, but I feel like, okay, so you have Christian Bale. He's definitely falls in... He's in, Batman. Okay, he's Batman. <laughs> but he's also he's done American Psycho. He's done what the what was the the mechanic? The mechanic. Or the, yeah. So like machinist. he gets a bit, machinist, machinist. That's it. Yeah. You, where sorry. he was like ninety pounds. Yeah. And then he was in another movie where he was a big fat guy. So like I think he's really good at it. But then I don't know that he's failed at a movie. But then you have uh, Leto, Jared Leto, yeah. and he's another method actor. Mm-hmm. And. Adrian Brody is. Yeah. So I feel like sometimes it brings a lot of really good intensity to a role. And other times you're like, that he's just too into this. He's too creepy for me. I don't enjoy this movie. Are you talking about Jared Leto in Suicide Squad as the Joker? No, I didn't actually mind him in there. Really? I thought it was sucked. Oh, well, you should watch Morpheus then. Is that good? No. Oh. Just, uh, just uh, Morbius. Morbius, there we yeah, go. Yeah, Morbius, the human vampire. He's actually started in Spider-Man comics. Uh, but is Spider-Man even mentioned in Morbius at all? Is he in New York City? I don't remember. <clears throat> because that's what Morbius was. Morbius was a Spider-Man villain. I kept sitting there saying, what am I watching? What is happening? Why is this happening? And, you know. Well, DC had, a, had Man Bat. And so Marvel had Morbius. Yeah. Essentially very similar situation to how they became those so but i mean man bat might have been enjoyable i wouldn't say that the intent why the guy became man bat uh-huh. outstanding uh-huh. uh he was trying to save lives in the long run sure but then he done fucked up and became man bat oh man not not man bear pig <laughs> man, <laughs> man bat i feel 
like that. Man bear pig. Uh, that's it could be a good all horror the movie. Story behind it though, like you, people are striving for greatness or for a cure or something. And well, you always have to. You always have to be super wrong. serial. Yeah. And then and then I, science goes wrong. Yeah. And people are like, if I crossbreed, as soon as they start saying that shit. If only I could crossbreed these two strains of well, did you bacteria, see like bats, like apples, 10, ten, fifteen years ago, they were trying to crossbreed pig and human embryo, and I'm like, that's how you get fucking orcs. Like, <laughs> you want orcs? Because that's how you do it. And I mean, successful things have been crossbred. I mean, Why do you need a human pig? That no. So no. Or can, Gamorian, you can get a Gamorian. So they can grow our organs. I bet yeah. that's why they did it. 100%, yeah. Scientists are gross. They think outside the box. The pig box. Like as in a vagina? No. Oh, ew. Ew. Are you serious? I, I reference boxes of vagina, and you're like, oh, gross. But I, a like, pig box. I would... But then I can sit here all day long and just, like, moist cunt, and you guys are totally fine yeah, with that. No. Like, no, that's fine. <laughs> like, Ham wallet. That's better. I don't like pig box. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> We're going to stray into pork byproduct territory. It's, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a dark fucking road. I don't I don't want to go down this road. Okay. Anyways, did anyone eat anything in this movie? No. No. Why doesn't anyone eat? There's anything? a lot of movies where people don't they don't show people eating. Just like a lot of movies where they don't show people going to the bathroom. Well, I get that. It's shit you don't want to see. It's it, it it's tedious. It takes up time. They don't want you. They want you believing that it adds to the story. Exactly. Unless something's going to kill them in the bathroom stall or they're eating something that they shouldn't necessarily been eating. Or they're eating while they're having a very vital conversation with the family or something. Yeah. I guess it makes it hard to act if your mouth is full of sandwich. Or dick. Uh, I've seen porn before and they can't act regardless of what's in yeah, their that, mouth. Yeah, so. that shouldn't affect their performance one way or the other. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but poor Jamie Lee Curtis, man. She went from the uh, mostly good girl two years earlier to and the to, to <laughs> not new to you. Yeah, to the hitchhiking whore. That's her. That should have been her character name. That would have been so much better. Oh, we did talk about making this. mom proud. We did talk about this like uh, before we started recording. Like, oh yeah, how much of that was just an expected byproduct of picking up a hitchhiker that's a pretty girl? Like, is that? Kind of the expected mm. trade-off. It's for creepy guys, maybe. It's the unwritten book of the road. George Carlin taught us about that in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If you if if you pick someone up, you have to make with the head, Ew. regardless of it's a truck driver or a Harry Bush nun that is played by Carrie Fisher. <laughs> Fucking love Carrie Fisher. But like, this is a time when I think that hitchhiking was either more common or just kind of fine. Oh, no, it was. It was it was probably still discouraged by some, but it was definitely more prominent to happen back then as it is nowadays because most people nowadays are like, yeah, no. <laughs> like, well, yeah, like, I'll yeah. fucking walk. Now now you're you're saying like no, plus there's I think a little bit better public transportation in some instances, but yeah. I think there's also more knowledge of serial killers. Yeah, who target Yeah, absolutely. Um nope. But, like, I know there are stories of people in my family who have hitchhiked across the U.S. or hitchhiked from Alaska, like, coming back home and just trying to, yeah. So I have to imagine it would have been more common and perhaps not as expected unless uh, she wanted to, you know. Mm -hmm. 
I'm and sure at some point all of our family members, uh, you know, in one generation or another have hitchhiked. I had family members that hitchhiked from Ireland, so. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you can. Well, they didn't pay for the boat ride, so <laughs> they hitchhiked. That stowaway? Oh, no, they're, they're just, they're just uh, cross-the-sea hitchhikers. Okay. Mm, it's a better word for it. <laughs> anyway, Probably had to make with the head, too. Oh, boy. Yeah, I don't. <sighs> what? Not, I just, I don't like the idea of, like, oh, well, you owe me something now. But granted, in the movie, she was just like, she was the one who was like, you might get lucky like she I think she wanted it I yeah I think she thought he was cute she smiled at him in an engaging way and didn't immediately fuck right off when she got to their destination like yeah. he didn't seem like a homeboy was like 35 years older than her like he looked so much older than her yeah uh in the 2005 version uh the girl that's hitchhiking was his ex-girlfriend so it made oh, sense really? that they made with the uh, the sweet sweet lovin' when he got back to his house, but sweet sweet lovin'. Like they dwelt on it for a little while. It's a 2005 movie. It's not a 1980 movie. They're gonna dwell on the sex scenes longer. Yeah. Whereas in here, there was no sex scene. It was an implication that there was sex. I think I would have appreciated the implication more than like the, you know, uh, steamy shower door uh, with the two. What you're presuming are the love interests of this movie, but then, like, it turns out not the way you think it should, or ought, it just makes sense. Or it wasn't a steamy shower door, it was the foggy door with a ghost on the other side? No. But Knocking, she, and then it rang the doorbell. <laughs> she, like, it turns out she's, like, the the leprous ghost's wife. It's weird. Wait, which movie? Is this the 2005 one? 2005. I was like, I don't remember it. Okay. It's weird, and I don't. I didn't necessarily understand why it ended up there, and why they spent so much time like developing this uh, backstory between these two people having sex in the shower. If it's not going to end up with them together, mm-hmm. I don't know. Hollywood. Hollywood. Hollywood is going to Hollywood. The funny thing is, like, and sex sells. We were talking about remakes, right? And we yes, were talking about yes. a lot of times they're crap, and I'm not like going to disagree one, yeah. that this one is, but. Um, I know that John Carpenter and Deborah Hill were credited as working on this movie. They're the producers for this movie, 2005, The Fog. Were they actually the producers, or did they just, like, go, yeah, it sounds good because it was probably, it may still have been partially their legal property, and they just gave the thumbs-up skis? So uh, they mention in, like, a director's cut or whatever of the original one that they would be interested in doing a remake. And then so this uh, Wainwright guy reaches out and says, I want to do it. And so he bases his movie very strongly off of their version. But they produced it, and she was working on it with uh, John Carpenter and Davis something or other. 25 years later. 25 years At later. least they waited 25 years to do a remake. Yeah. And they weren't like, well, it's been like three. We should do a remake. It was the last movie Deborah Hill worked on before she died. Aw, that makes me sad. It was so bad. Yeah. <laughs> and not the and she didn't mean the death. She meant the last movie she got to do. Yeah. Was poop. Yeah. I, I know. I meant the death, but the death was sad. The movie was poop. But Wainwright. Yeah. Although this is not to his credit, this was a bad movie. Uh, he did produce Too Legit to Quit. I'm sorry, what? Yeah. Um he I don't know what the fuck that is. Uh that's a movie? 
No, it's a music video. He did Too Legit to Quit and You Can't Touch This for MC Hammer. He directed those two music videos, which I thought was kind of amazing. I've he, seen the music video of You Can't like Touch This. With the parachute pants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm actually shocked that parachute pants haven't come back yet because all this other 90s shit has come back, including like mullets overall. Because You Can't Touch This is an amazing song and music video. The song is okay. The music video is not good at all. And that's why no one else wants to fucking touch that because it was garbage. I just music remember video. the dance and the parachute pants. That's all I can remember from it. That's all you need to remember. Wasn't good. good okay. <laughs> if you say so, Ed. But you are also you're also older than us, so that may have been a better music video to you. Well, I mean, you would have been like, I don't know, nine, it was ninety ninety one. Yeah, so I would have been like three or four. Very impressionable. You probably enjoyed it. Doubt it. You just don't remember. Yeah. I can see little me running around in parachute pants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't touch this. You pull your diaper down a little bit. And like... Oh, I wasn't wearing a diaper at that point. <laughs> I mean, if you were like Flynn, you were probably dancing a little bit off. So I was probably also not wearing anything if I was dancing. I did that a lot as a kid. You do that a lot now. Yeah, but I also went out into the yard as a kid naked. <laughs> so. What kid doesn't? Well, that's fair. I mean, I feel like most kids do. They're like... Especially on a summer day. Pants off, dance off. (laughs) No need for pants. Too warm outside for pants. Should still be a thing. Do we know what season this was set in? The witch. April. No, it was... uh, It was April. April 21st. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was mentioned a few times. But yeah, 21st of April. People did some shitty stuff town got made <laughs> hundred years later well, whoops <laughs> so so do you, so do you think if they wouldn't have got all six by uh the time one in the morning hit going into the 22nd of april do you think they would have had to wait another hundred years and then would they have come back for six more people or just to get back to six why did they show up in this one in the original because it was a hundred years to the day it was because the fog came on that day. Okay. So, in the story, it was if the fog comes on that day. Okay. So, yeah. it just happened to be 100 years later that the fog came back? They didn't really specify. That's However, another in the story, one of those situations yeah. where I would have appreciated a little bit more backstory. thought into the backstory, uh, which 2005 did provide. Um, they were... The, it was a seagrass out on the sea, and um, they were pulling up anchor from a charter fishing cruise, and their anchor snagged the bag of um, the pilfered items from the uh, leper colony ship. So that's why... They didn't have a golden cross in that one? No. Uh, they had gone aboard the ship, and um, not only did they have the gold... From the settlers, they had grabbed a bag of their valuables as well. Now, that they dropped overboard, and it sank to the bottom of the sea. And so this anchor kind of dredged it up a little in conjunction with the 100-year anniversary. And I think that, to me, made more sense why the ghosts were like, okay, now seems you know, like now's the time, the time um, that they, because their possessions were disturbed, as opposed to just a fog came in. <laughs> the fog came a-rolling. I was going to say, I found it amusing. Uh, We had watched this earlier this week, 
in preparation for this to, you know, do the research and whatnot. And literally the next morning we're driving to work and the thickest fog. It was so foggy. It was our fault. We watched the movie. Yeah. It was literally that drive to work. I I mean, I, some of the roads I was going like 25 miles an hour because I couldn't see shit. And I was like, this is really a interesting coincidence well so. there was a pretty bad car accident on 77 because the fog was really really thick you could only see like four cars in front of you but yeah it was pretty intense even over do you think they got all six <laughs> by now sure and that and during that fog yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> Boy. i know i'm fucking morbid <laughs> oh i don't know i don't know uh, i wanted to talk more about leprosy but i don't really know what else there is to say about it I did look up uh, just to see if that was, like, a common thing in that area of the world. And apparently it kind of was. California? California, Oregon, Washington. West Coast leprosy. West Coast leprosy. Like, uh, there's there's vectors, obviously, with a disease like that. Um, and they say that because of the influx of... Mangabe monkeys are a vector for uh, leprosy, so... Um, because of the railway workers, you yeah, think? Okay. Because yeah. that—that was a major entry point for sure. Eastern, uh, the Eastern world's entry into the U.S. Mm-hmm. But there was also a leper colony in Massachusetts. So at port cities is where you'd see it. What was this? Early year 1900s, late 1800s. Really? There's one in Massachusetts. There was one in Louisiana. Massachusetts leper colony must have been witchcraft. Well, uh. I mean, probably what they would have said. Maybe. Witchcraft. Actually, I 100% see mm-hmm. that. And there's a pretty, everything they couldn't explain was witchcraft. Yeah. And there's a pretty famous one in Hawaii, one of the islands. But, like, up until, like, longer than you'd think. Uh, 1946, leprosy patients in the U.S. were given the right to vote. And you think to yourself, well, wait a minute, pump the brakes. Just because they had a sickness, they weren't allowed to vote? How do they vote with no hands? Oh, boy. <laughs> Here we go again. No, uh, no, it just makes them numb. And then in, like, 1969 is when they finally said, you know, you can leave your, your isolation. Um, and in 1996, uh, Japan abolished their law that required the isolation of leprosy patients. And this is well after... A cure or a, a, a successful treatment had been discovered. For and, being a smaller island nation, though, Japan yeah. is very wary well, of everything. I mean, they only on October 11th did they finally open the doors for travelers to come in unassisted. Didn't have to be with a group yeah. or anything. Like, they're one of the last countries. And, you, I mean, you're still masking up everywhere except for, like, outside. But if you're going anywhere still, you're everyone's wearing a mask. And you have to be tested multiple times to get in and out of the country, like yeah, they. Just, and I think it's just because of b- them being a small, you know, island, an still. island yeah, nation. Yeah, and, and they're just fucking a, terrified that it would run rampant. And just and and not overpopulation, but just highly concentrated populations yes. in their cities. Yes, it's a really good idea to be cautious, I guess. Yeah, just interesting leprosy facts that, you know, that was my rabbit hole this time. I had another leprosy joke, but. Oh. I will tell that one. Well, thank you. Mm-hmm. Just there's more information about leprosy than other things that I've looked up recently. All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening in on this frighteningly fog-filled episode. Join us next time for episode 11, 
and our review of the American version of The Ring. So allow me to leave you with this. No matter how fun it may seem, never go to the party at the leper colony. Later, everybody. Jeez. <laughs> Bye. Bye.